Shalom, and thank you for listening at BethEmmanuel.org. We rely on the generosity of our listeners to sustain this ministry and the message of the coming kingdom of heaven. Please consider making a donation to Beth Emanuel by clicking on the Donate tab at BethEmmanuel.org. When you go out to battle against your enemies, and the Lord your God delivers them into your hands, and you take them away captive. Deuteronomy 21.10 Our Torah portion begins with the words, When you go to battle against your enemies. The enemy that we battle against is not flesh and blood, but the spiritual enemy of the evil inclination, the self, and the Satan, all wrapped into one. The weapons we use to fight this enemy are threefold, tefillah, shuva, and tzedakah, prayer, repentance, and charity. King David said, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. David would not let himself go to sleep until he had fulfilled his duties to Hashem. Not only did David stay up late when he had to, he was an early riser. King David had an alarm clock. He would set his harp in the window of his bedroom to awaken him before dawn. Around midnight, the wind would come up and vibrate the strings of the harp, and he rose at midnight at the midnight hour and studied the Torah until dawn. The midnight hour is now. We are halfway through the 40 days of repentance, and Slichot begins next Saturday night. We are running out of time. We have these 40 days to repent, improve ourselves, and prepare for the spiritual encounter that is the high holidays, where we will enter into the presence of the king and petition the heavenly court for a good inscription, where we will find the adversary, the Satan, manifest in our own evil inclination. But today he's already at work in our lives, persuading us not to repent. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where rather than repenting, repairing relationships, honing your walk with the Lord. Instead, it all gets worse during the 40 days. Why is that? Because it's the job of the evil inclination to test us. So as soon as we resolve to improve, we will be tested. So with only two weeks left before Rosh Hashanah and only 25 days or so until Yom Kippur, I will give you some advice for getting back on the derrick. I can only tell you what works for me. Everyone is different. Everyone has a unique psychology, but in some ways we are all the same. So see if this works for you. First of all, what is the derek? A derek, the way, refers to the path of godliness. Our master used the term. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He taught about walking the straight and narrow path that leads to life. The derek is the straight and narrow path that leads to life. It's the way of repentance. It's idiomatic in Judaism to be on the derrick, that is, on the path of godliness, or off the path. When someone, leads, when someone leaves the religious life, we say they are off the derrick. All of our master's teachings were about repentance. The message of repentance, return to God, and reconciliation with God, and one's fellow human being, was front and center, and the main thrust of his message— But repentance also goes in many directions. 
interpersonal relationships, personal devotions, rectifying mistakes, turning around from sins, intentional sins, accidental sins, I should be studying more, I should be spending more time in prayer, etc., etc. It's easy to feel, to get, to get lost in it and feel overwhelmed by it and, in the end, accomplish nothing except a pervading sense of guilt and failure. Maybe you feel the frustration of spiritually spinning your wheels in the mud. You make lots of effort, but never seem to make progress. Or maybe you feel like you're going in circles. You make a good start, you make some distance, but always end up back where you started. Or maybe, like James, the brother of the master, says, you feel like the man who looks in the mirror and immediately forgets what he looks like. James 1, to 25 says, Prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he looked at himself, once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the Torah of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. How do you keep from being this guy who reads the Bible? Here's an inspiring teaching and says, yep, that's what I need to do. I need to be more godly and repent. But then nothing in his life changes. There's a few steps to effective repentance. And the first step is a good cheshbon. A cheshbon is an accounting. Here's what you'll need. A notebook a pen, and an hour for prayerful thought and introspection. You're going to make three lists. List number one, the daily to-do list. List number two, the daily don't-do list. List number three, outstanding debts list. List number one is called the daily to-do list. It's the daily routine. It's your to-do list. What do you want to be a year from now when you come back to the season of Shuvah? What do you want to see when you look in the mirror of the Torah? Think of your big goals. If you say, I want to be more spiritual, ask yourself, what does that take? And don't write down, be more spiritual. If you say, I guess I should pray more and study some Torah and do something nice, that's the stuff you write down. Write down daily prayer, daily study, daily acts of kindness. Whatever it is, this is where you take your big goals and break them into practical, achievable, day-by-day tasks that you make into your daily habits. This is how it works. If you say, I want to be more productive, that starts with getting up when the alarm clock goes off. Put get up with alarm on the list. If you say, I want to be healthier, don't put that on the list. Instead, break healthier into its component parts and put those things on the list. Half hour of exercise, specific diet plan, etc. This is your habit building list. Make a list of everything you want to accomplish and break it down into daily tasks. Consider the things on this list to be the stuff you will do every day, no matter what. Nothing on this list should go in the category of when I get time. Because you will never get time, and you already have time. These are your priorities. The list can also include practical matters. My list includes things that I find difficult to maintain, like daily exercise, making the bed in the morning, flossing. So this is going to be a checklist. 
add the daily readings, the Psalms, the Parsha, the Gospel, whatever the case may be, maybe a page of Torah study per day. You can put whatever you need to put onto this list. Homework, correspondence, the dishes, the list can be long. Put everything on there that you need to meet your goals. And then every day, work through that list and check everything off and allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until the whole list is complete. List number two is the daily don't-do list. List number two is a list of stuff that you need to get out of your life, either because these things are outright sins and obstacles to your relationship with God, or because they are obstacles to accomplishing the things in list number one. If list number one was your to-do list, this is your don't-do list. Some of the things that go down on the list Maybe big issues, serious sins, stuff that's going to look really bad in court, like disrespecting or dishonoring your parents, dishonesty, theft, lashon hara, evil speech, lust, feasting the eyes on shameful things, flirting, gossip, alcohol, substance abuse, self-indulgence. In the language of this week's tour portion, he's a glutton and a drunkard. Some of the things may be less obvious, things you don't notice on the surface. That's when you need to pray, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. That's Psalm 139, 23, and 24. A lot of things might not be sins as much as they are obstacles to performing mitzvahs. For example, you can't afford to give charity because you spend an extra $5 at Starbucks every day. Well, then that cappuccino and latte is is keeping you from doing a mitzvah. It goes down on the don't-do list. If you like to spend half an hour reading funny memes on social media, but don't have time for prayer, social media goes down on the list. The apostles made lists like this throughout the New Testament. A lot of text of the New Testament consists of these lists of things and often uses the language of being dead to the old and alive to the new, or in another metaphor, just changing clothing, putting off the old and putting on the new. It's like the apostles want us to be born again, not just once, but to be continually a new creation, continually being renewed, like the moon that is renewed every month, continually reborn. That's the objective. So they'll say things like, put off quarreling, put on peace, put off greed and selfishness, put on generosity, put off lust, put on purity. That's how this works. Listen to this passage from Colossians. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Colossians 3, 5-10 The point of this exercise is that these are the things of the evil inclination 
that create obstacles between us and God. Look into the Torah. Look into the New Testament. Look into the Bible. It's supposed to be the mirror that shows us this stuff. Get this stuff on a list. And at the end of the day, use that list as a checklist. Check each item that you managed to accomplish that day. For example, if you put Lashon Hara on the list, think over the day and ask yourself, did I speak any evil speech about others today? If not, you can check that box. List number three, outstanding debts. This is the most important of the three lists. This is the one that's going to count the most and deliver the biggest bang for the buck. It's also the hardest. Unlike the other two lists, this is not necessarily a daily list. This is an accounting of your relationships. Think through the names of people in your life and start to write down the names of those to whom you either owe something or you feel they owe you something. Every name on the list is either the name of someone you owe something or the name of someone who owes you something. It could be money. It could be a kind deed. It could be a thank you note. It could be a phone call. It could be a letter. It could be a smile and a kind word. But it's usually an apology. In any case, every name on the list either owes you something or you owe them something. Then go through the list of those who owe you something and cross those names off because you forgive them what they owe you. If they owe you money, you might want to let them know to forget about that debt. You can tell them someone else paid it for them. If they owe you an apology, you don't need to say anything to them at all. Just cross that name off because they don't owe you an apology any longer because you crossed that name off. And from now on, treat that person as if he or she no longer owes you anything. If it's someone to whom you owe an apology, well, guess what? Buck up there, little soldier. You've got some work to do. Apologize. And once you have apologized and at least attempted to restore the relationship, you cross the name off off the list. The goal is to have all the names on the list, on list number three, crossed off before the high holidays and certainly before Yom Kippur. This is the list that puts punch behind your prayers when you pray, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven those indebted to us. One caveat, don't apologize to someone if that apology is going to hurt them or damage the relationship. For example, suppose you've been talking trash about them behind their back. They don't know. They don't know it. And you go and say, hey, I just want to say sorry that me and the guys have been making fun of you and really talking nasty about you behind your back. Yeah, guess, guess you didn't know about that. Yep, sorry about that. Don't do that. Be smart. An apology is not supposed to inflict damage into a relationship. It's supposed to restore a relationship. In that situation, the people you need to apologize to are the ones you have been sharing gossip with. So the three lists are the daily to-do list, the daily don't-do list, and the outstanding debts list. These three lists are not just for the 40 days of tshuva. These three lists should be something you maintain, update, and review every day. Make it a routine. Make it a habit to keep an accounting as an ongoing cheshbon hanefesh so that when you stand in front of the judge, there's no surprises. The Satan can't pull out anything that isn't already on the list that you aren't already working on. That's how you beat him. Keep these three lists going all year, all the time, constantly reviewing and updating them. 
but especially now, especially in the weeks of tshuva that culminate with Yom Kippur. Keep them, keep them in a special notebook dedicated to the task, sort of a spiritual progress journal. So that's my advice for getting back on the derrick. I have one more word of advice. In my experience, it's not hard to get back on the derrick. It's not hard to repent. It's hard to stay on the derrick. It's hard to stay on the path. It's like the classic New Year's resolutions where everyone resolves to break bad habits and start good habits, but everyone knows that this time isn't going to be any different than all the other times, and that in just a little while, you're going to slide back into the same old routines and be making the same dang lists with the same goals and same to-do items and the same don't-do items and the same names and so forth. So, the real question is not, how do I get on the derrick? It's, how do I stay on the derrick? that's what we'll talk about next week. For now, our task is simple. Make three lists and start checking stuff off. Take on my yoke and learn from me and find rest for your soul.